Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. We're gathered here today to mourn the loss of several inspired whiskeys. Yeah. Last Sunday was a little rough. Yeah, about, uh, was that about 6, 7 o'clock at night? No, it was about 11. Oh, okay, it was even later. Yeah, was it was about 11 o'clock at night. The uh, the gentleman of the Undisputed <laughs> Error Facebook chat got a picture. Uh, yeah. And it was, it was sad. It was. It was, it was the most egregious of party fouls. It was. It was. The shelf gave way. Yep. Spilling out the whiskey that was on the shelf, as well as knocking some that was off of the shelf, or, you know, that was underneath that shelf on a different one. It knocked some of them off. And How many bottles did you end up losing? You know, I haven't counted how many bottles yeah, I lost. Probably a good idea. Uh, <clears throat> I lost a couple of nice ones, but not like the Johnny Blue was safe. Good. I spilled. Okay. I spilled just a little bit picking it up because okay. the top was off. I didn't realize that. Uh, but the Johnny Blue was safe. I lost the Johnny Black. I lost the Crown Royal Black. Yeah, um, those aren't terrible to lose. Yeah, I mean, the, not I think, super expensive at least. I think the the one that I know about that I'm most upset about is the uh, Crown Royal Winter Wheat. Ah. Uh, because yeah. that one was kind of a limited edition, yep. and it was a really nice, you uh-huh. know, really nice whiskey. Yep. But. <clears throat> Tell me the dimple pinch got, got killed. And- no. God damn it. <laughs> the stupid sake. The stupid sake. If you go back, I don't even know how many episodes that we did. Well, we did sake. Where we did sake. And it was like the worst thing either of us have ever put in our mouths. It survived. Wow. Wow. Like, <laughs> I know you're not a gin guy, but the gin got destroyed, which was some nice gin that my, my wife likes. And it's just like, oh, come on. Yep. But, yeah. yeah. But, you know what that means, though? It means Time. you get to start the collection again. Yeah. So what are we drinking? So this week on the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast, because I haven't said what we're what they're listening to yet. All right. Uh, this week we are drinking Hirsch, H-I-R-S-C-H, Selected Whiskeys. Um, this is The Horizon. It's a straight bourbon whiskey. It is a blend of two different mashes. Now, the, the actual mash bills are the same. 75% corn, 20, 21% rye, and 4% barley malt. But 95% was aged four years and nine months. And 5% was aged six years and two months. Now, that's kind of a young whiskey. Yeah. But I, I was intrigued by the... Uh, by, by the, the... The idea of the two different ages being blended together like that. Well, <clears throat> I hope it tastes good because it smells like straight acetone. Yeah. It does not have much <laughs> of a nose to it, does it? It no. is like huh? it is that is that is 100% solvent. Yep. <laughs> is what that smells <laughs> like. So so this is a uh 46 alcohol 46% alcohol by volume making it 92 proof. So let's see what it tastes let's like. See. Huh? Cheers. Cheers. It tastes good enough, though. Yeah. It definitely has a bit of a burn on the back end. So it has kind of a, it, it, it has that sweet corn flavor that you would expect. Um, I mean, yeah, most of it is it, corn. I hope this wasn't like higher shelf. Forty-two bucks. Okay, it's probably a I little think you're more overpaid. Than, yeah. Um, if you're going to spend the forty-two bucks, get yourself something like a larceny. Yeah, or one uh, of those that we talk about all the time. Yeah, right. 
because uh, it's not bad, right? No. It has no outstanding characteristics. I wouldn't say that it's as bad as, say, like a dimple pinch. Oh, no, no, no. Where it's just, all. you know, like... Like I said, it's not a bad... It's not a bad yeah, whiskey. It's not bad. It, there's nothing in it that stands out. Using this as a, a, a base for a mixed drink yeah. probably would be a, a good idea. There is nothing in that bottle that makes me say, oh, I want to have this again. Yeah. That bottle tells me, oh, that's what the well was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we've talked about our uninspired whiskey. Right. Which is a shame because I kind of was intrigued by the the different ages and yeah. stuff. So, you know, we, in jest, we mourn the loss of the whiskey. Yes. However, you know, we, we do need to turn serious for a moment because the Iron Sheik uh, did pass away. I think he was 81 or 81. 81. 81. Um, so... He he lived a good long life. He is now making jabronis humble uh, in, in, in his afterlife. Uh, so you know, thanks for the thanks for the memories of wrestling. Uh, thanks for the tweets. Thanks for the tweets for sure. <laughs> uh, thanks for hating Hulk Hogan more than anybody on the planet. Yep. Uh, I, I I do appreciate that from you, <laughs> Iron Cheek. Yeah, uh, your hate for Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Completely made up for the early '90s uh, run that you had with Sergeant Slaughter, uh, and broke the hearts of almost every American boy at the time. Yeah, have you seen the drama going on with uh, Sergeant Slaughter and Lacey, daughter and yeah, Slaughter La- daughter yeah. and, and Lacey Evans? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that's that's something so, for later. Or do you want to just go? I just hit it real quick. So. Sergeant uh, Lacey Evans came out on SmackDown last week in full military gear. Full Sergeant Slaughter gear. Full Sergeant Slaughter style gear. She still had on the weird swimsuit with uh, hip hugger pants, so kind of had that weird look there going, Mm. which, I mean, hey, I'll take it. Um, And she had on the drill sergeant hat. Um, Uses the camel clutch as her finisher, apparently, now. So, Sergeant Slaughter's daughter gets on Twitter... uh, and kind of goes off on gimmick infringement and all this kind of stuff, which, fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, However, as much as I dislike Lacey Evans, because she is, the best word I can think of is vapid uh, in, in some of her stances on things, I did appreciate her response, uh, which was, in essence, I was actually in the Marines. Yes. Which is something your father can't say. Yeah, because Sergeant Slaughter, 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 <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter was never in the military, as far as I'm aware. He was not. He he. And the worst part of it was like he he played a a, a military character, perfectly okay. Big boss man played a cop. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh, Repo man. <laughs> Wasn't really a repo man, right? Yeah. So, so that is okay. What's Paul not, Bearer, however, yeah. was actually an undertaker. Was actually an undertaker. <laughs> um, it's fine to play a character that does yeah. that. Perfectly okay with that. However, the problem was Sergeant Slaughter claimed that he was in the military outside of the Sergeant Slaughter kayfabe character. Mm-hmm. That is a little thing that we all like to refer to as stolen valor. Yes. Um, and let me check my notes real quick. That's a crime. That is a crime. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, not not the best look to accuse. Like, I, the only way Lacey's response could have been better, I think, is if she would have said, you're accusing me of stealing a gimmick, which I would rather over stealing valor. Yeah. Uh, I think that would have been a very good, Good burn. It would have been a good burn. It would not have gone well in wrestling. Yeah, for Lacey, right? Outside well, of wrestling, personally, personally, when it comes to Lacey, uh, I I kind of hope wrestling doesn't go well for her anyway. Well, um, I hate to say it that way, but she's yeah. 
Anyway. No, um, like, it, you can feel the way you want to feel about her, but, you know, right now, professional wrestling is her job. Yeah. And that would not have gone well for her. Oh, no. Because, Especially with how, how legendary Slaughter is. Yeah. And WWE wanted Slaughter to be involved in the storyline. Yeah. They wanted her him to do some appearances, some vignettes. Maybe be a manager. Basically turning and teaching her the camel clutch. Right. Which he turned down. He turned down, and that's fine. Which is okay. Do, I mean, he can do that do. if he wants to. Um, but this goes to that, you know how Vince and WWE own the gimmicks. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, and I don't remember his real name, but Sergeant Slaughter does not own the Sergeant Slaughter gimmick. I'm relatively I, certain. Yeah, I can't, WWE I can't speak to that. I don't and, know. I, I don't. It would make sense. <laughs> this is where uh, I might fact check it, but I don't care enough. Yeah. To fact check it. Yeah. If so, he does, if he does own it, then okay, I can I can feel a little bit of you know there there can definitely be a uh, an argument made at that point. Uh, if WWE owns it, uh, shut up, old man. <laughs> shut up, old man. Just is what it is. Yeah. Uh. And I feel like most of the animosity is coming from the Slaughter daughter. Oh, yeah. Because she's mad that Lacey is more successful in wrestling than she is. Oh, for sure. And probably always will be. Yeah. Um, Also, on a positive note, Billy Kay is pregnant. That she is. Congratulations. Congratulations to Uh, her and family. Whatever's going around the professional wrestling locker rooms right now. See, people were blaming Oscar for it, <laughs> but uh, but this one can't be blamed on Oscar really. So, well, because Oscar and Becky were wrestling and Becky got pregnant. Okay, Oscar was res- the last uh, feud that Carmella had before she went out. Okay, was Oscar one of the last few or one of the last matches that Lacey Evans had? Before she went out, she was in a feud with Charlotte, but one of the last matches she had was against Asuka. <laughs> Apparently, Asuka is really fertile. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Sure. Um. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, congratulations to Billy Kay and family. Yes, congratulations. Shall we turn to uh, weekly results? I suppose. Yeah. We may as so, well. We've got, you know, 40... Five odd minutes to fill. Yep. So, we have Money in the Bank qualifying match for the women's side. Becky Lynch versus Sonya Deville. Uh, Of course, Trish Stratus and Zoe Stark came out. And I actually expected this to go to Sonya. And set up a, a rematch between Trish and Becky. That's not what we got. Really? Becky Lynch defeated Sonya Deville. You know, and that makes sense. Poor, you know. <laughs> poor Sonya. Sonya and Chelsea were tossed repeatedly into the barricades on the side prior to the finish of this match. It was like, ooh. Just picking them up and throwing them back, you know, how they do into the side. Just do-do, yeah. do-do. She did that multiple times. Yeah. It was uh, It was actually a decent match. Good. Like I say, did not expect it to go the way it did, but here we are. We have a backstage segment where... Gunther talks to Kevin Owens and says that he needs discipline. You rock discipline. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> where my mind went. Straight yep. to the South Park discipline episode. Yep. Um, Kevin's like, you know what? There's a ring. I like to settle things in the ring. Let's go to the ring. And he just marches straight out to the ring. Doesn't pot, doesn't do any of his posing or anything. He just marches straight from the confrontation in the back out to the ring. Sammy's trying to do, you know, some posing and stuff. Kevin's having none of it. Gunther comes out. We get the match. After, um, 
Yeah. Interference. A- after some interference, yeah. we, we get Gunther defeating Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. It's getting old. And, and it's going to get even older as we, we talk about something oh, on yeah. SmackDown. But it's the same thing with Gunther. Mm-hmm. You know, he, yeah. Anyways, um, Ronda Rousey uh, and Shayna Baszler defeated Katana Chance, a uh, debuting Katana Chance and Caden Carter via submission. This match was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I fully expected it to be like a squash. Yeah, I was expecting a squash, and it wasn't. Katana Chance and Caden Carter really got some offense in. Um, we have uh, Ricochet versus Shinsuke Nakamura ending in no contest after Bronson Reed ran in and attacked both men. Cody Rhodes appears on MTV. I'm sorry, MTV. Miz TV. <laughs> Uh, to discuss wrestling Brock Lesnar with one arm. Out comes Dominic and Rhea. There's some back and forth. Miz uh, gets hit with the cast to end the segment. You know, just kind of a, I guess we're setting up Cody versus Dominic for the next little bit until we can pivot back to Brock for the the rubber match. Sure. Uh, Zoe Stark defeats Natalia via pinfall. Uh, to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Indus Sure beat down Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, um, leading to the match not happening. And then we get to the main event. And this actually kind of started the show and, and ended the show as they like to do with their main events. Seth Rollins is your world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. He comes out, he's celebrating, talking. Out comes... Damian Priest and Finn Balor. Damian challenges Seth to a title match. Seth convinces Damian to ban Judgment Day from ringside. There were a couple of really good liners in here. Yeah. Uh, There were, you know, basically at one point, Seth walks up and shoulder checks Finn. Mm -hmm. And... You know, points out how, you know, Finn's shoulder got destroyed in their match. The two, the two what, good quotes I remember were, at one point, Priest said he was going to beat Seth tonight for the belt and end his short title reign, and Seth's response was, well, no matter which way you slice it, my reign was way longer than his. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a, there was a comment about... Uh, Finn losing the belt and being injured. Yeah. Uh, he kind of... He doesn't... He said something exactly to the effect of he doesn't fare well in matches with me. He doesn't fare well in... That's right. Because yeah. I, I typed him up as soon as I saw him and sent yes. him to the group chat. I was like, this is so great. In fact, the second one came, the the one about it being him having the longer reign than Finn, came while I was typing the first one out. It's like, oh. <laughs> but yeah. Really great segment to to kind of at the beginning of the show led to a really good match at the end. I mean, Priest can go. Yeah. Um, of course, Seth can. We all know that. Yeah. And then at the – it was just back and forth throughout the match. And then towards the end of the match, you have uh, Balor running in to attempt to attack Rollins. Um, almost getting, allowing Priest to get the win. Um Priest frustrated to ask Balor why he was there before Rollins made the comeback and hit the stomp to retain the title. Yeah, I, I like the fact that Priest kind of basically yelled at Balor, like, dude, what the hell? Well, and they're setting up the disillusion. Of, and you know what? They need to. Yeah. You can split that off. You can have Finn and Priest get into a thing, and you can have then Dominic and Rhea doing their thing. Yeah. So, Which, you know, kind of what's happening, it's been happening since they finished yep. their feud with Edge. So, yeah, um, Seth Rollins retains his title in a match against Damian Priest to end Raw. Cool. So, moving on to Wednesday night for our Dynamite, we kicked off, as we seem to always do now, with Orange Cassidy defending the international title. Uh, This time it was against Swerve Strickland. He wins. He beats Swerve, retains the title. Then... Starts getting beat down by Prince Nana, Brian Cage, and Gates of Agony, and is then saved by Sting and Darby Allen. 
Brian Danielson cuts a promo and comes out and joins commentary for the next match, which is Moxley, Claudio, and Yuta versus uh, Trent Beretta, Chuck Taylor, and Rocky Romero. Uh, of course, Combat Club wins. During this, uh, Danielson's on talking on commentary just about how uh, they're going to beat up uh, uh, Okada. Everybody. Okada. <laughs> Okada. My brain just <laughs> blanked. Because Okada versus, there's going to be him versus Okada at Forbidden Door. Which, killer match. I'm so looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. Uh, we then had Hangman, Adam Page with the Young Bucks. They cut a promo uh, and challenge uh, Takeshita, well, uh, BCC and Takeshita. We then have another promo, which is just a video package of Will Ospreay uh, talking about how he's going to beat Kenny Omega at Forbidden Door and get his uh, IWGP US title back. MJF comes out, cuts a promo, gets interrupted by Adam Cole. So if you're keeping track at home, kids, there's been several promos back to back to back here. And one match. And uh, two matches. Two matches. So... MJF cuts a promo on Cole once Cole gets out there about how he always look, used to look up to Cole, but now Cole's just not, he doesn't have the, the the heart of a killer anymore, blah, blah, blah. Well, MJF said there's nobody on his level. Yeah. Which Adam Cole comes out. Adam Cole gets in the ring. He's getting ready to do his Adam Cole baby thing. Mm-hmm. MJF tells. Calls to cut the music. Yep. Yep. Uh, we have another backstage segment with the Hardy brothers and brother Zay, where they introduce Ethan Page as their new employee. Unfortunately, Ethan was not wearing the uh, Matt Hardy I know. We version were, two or version one we or whatever. We, we so wanted to see Page come in in like the Jinkos with the mesh shirt. Yeah. Finally, we get another match. It's a Texas Tornado match of uh, Jungle Hook versus uh, Preston Vance and uh, Dralistico. Jungle Hook wins. Tony Khan, or the Tony Khan bot, rather, <laughs> then makes uh, his his big announcement, which is that the main event of Collision on June 17th from Chicago is going to be a six-man tag match, and that's the cadence. I can't do that anymore. It's driving me nuts. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a six-man tag match of FDR and Punk versus Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe. Um, sure. They, they said during this whole two-hour broadcast – there were probably a hundred commercials for Collision, and yeah. the fact that CM Punk was going to be there, and all of this kind of fun stuff. Uh, which, numbers wise, after the announcement of Punk, uh, there were no spikes in ticket sales because everybody in Chicago has already bought their everybody tickets. Already bought and their tickets. Everybody knew CM Punk was going yeah. to be there. Yeah, they either already bought their tickets or they just don't care anymore. Uh, then uh, Takeshita and Callis cut a promo after Takeshita won a squash squash match versus a local competitor A. Knockoff Wardlow, right? <laughs> like, dude, I, I couldn't quite tell. He looked like we then. It looks like if Braun Strowman got put in the dryer for too long. Yeah, he was like a shrunken Strowman. Uh, Alex Marvez is backstage again, so another backstage segment. With knocks on Christian Cage's door, Christian Cage comes out, says, you know, calls out Arn Anderson, you cost me the the uh, uh, title, I almost had it, blah, blah, blah. You took something from me. You took something from me, so I'm going to take something from you. And then him and Luchasaurus walk away, and Brock Anderson is laying on the, the ground bleeding. And Alex Marvez's comment was, oh, Brock. No, see... <laughs> It was like, he was like, what are you doing here? See, saying that he's laying on the ground bleeding implies 
that there was blood coming out. No, nah. he had bled eight to 12 hours beforehand yeah, it, and it just hadn't had a chance to clean up because it was dry. It was Whatever was on his head, if it was blood, it was dry. We had a TBS title match, uh, Chris Statlander versus Anna Jay. Statlander wins, even though uh, Daddy Magic tried to get involved several times. Uh, for uh, uh, for Chris Statlander's benefit, Anna Jay did attempt to choke her out. Mm-hmm. That was a, a Twitter thing that came up <laughs> where uh, AEW announced that this was going to be a match, and Statlander's response under it was... Uh, do you think she'll try to choke me out with like a hard eyes emoji and a and a winky face emoji and like a the drooly emoji <laughs> emoji? And uh, John Silver responded, "Quit being a pervert." So Statlander responded to Silver, "You stay out of this." <laughs> <laughs> um, on Friday Rampage, which we'll get to the into in a minute, there's a four way match that's going to be for the. Chance to fight Tony Storm for the women's title, which was it's going to be Britt Baker versus Sky Blue versus Mercedes Martinez versus Nyla Rose. They made an announcement about next week's Dynamite. Fun stuff. Ricky Starks versus Jay White, where Juice Robinson and Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood were banned from ringside. We're still on Dynamite. We're still on dynamite. Yes. We're, we're still on dynamite. I just want to point that out because you've said a lot. Yeah. Because they sh- shoved so much yes. into this tiny two-hour show. This thankfully was the the main event. Um, the Gun Club gets involved and costs Ricky Starks, and then afterwards, Jay White comes running down and attacks him. Blah blah blah. End of dynamite. Yeah. yeah. Di- dynamite is turning into. You remember a few years ago when Dynamite was the wrestling show? Mm-hmm. There was like a lot of wrestling going on. And yeah. There were very few backstage things. It was mostly wrestling. And we were on here constantly praising the matches and yeah. the, the the show and the story. and Man, good times, right? Yeah. Anyway, on to SmackDown. Yeah. All right, so SmackDown. We have Santos Escobar defeating Mustafa Ali via pinfall uh, and qualifying for the Money in the Bank ladder match. We have uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler challenging the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Alba Fire Frey, F-Y-R-E, and Fire, Fire Alba Fire, Fire, and Isla Dawn. Isla Dawn. Scottish. I don't. Irish or whatever. I don't watch NXT. I, uh, yeah, um, the NXT champs get the better of... The former UFC fighters. And <laughs> so now we're going to be see a unification match in the future because screw NXT. Are, are, yeah, I was about to say, um, of course, uh, uh, Rousey and Baszler won, right? No. No, no, we we don't have that. Ma- that match oh, hasn't happened yet. Gotcha. Okay. That match hasn't happened yet, but it's set up for the future. Gotcha. Uh, we have Bailey defeating Michan um, to qualify for the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Scarlet blinds AJ Styles with red dust, allowing the dominant Karrion Cross, because Karrion Cross is useless without Scarlet. Yep. Um, but Karrion Cross to emerge from the crowd and choke out. AJ Styles. Sure. I, I don't. Why? Why? We don't. That didn't just have Karrion Cross come out and choke out AJ See, Styles while Scarlet stands there creepily watching and smiling. I did. Why? Why do we need this red dust? I, I wish you would have brought a better whiskey so we could just talk about that instead of wrestling, to be honest with you. <laughs> I uh, should have just grabbed some <laughs> some of the redemptions to replace right. the ones I lost. Uh, would have saved me. I could have gotten two bottles for the price of one. Uh, let's see. Asuka was presented with a new SmackDown's Women Championship. Oh, sir, the WWE Women's Championship. I'm sorry. But she came out and was presented with the new championship, which yes. is the WWE Women's Championship. Which is so what the, does that make 
Rhea? So Rhea will be the WWE the WWE World Women's Champion. Uh, both of these titles, the the one on SmackDown is a smaller version with a white strap of the one that Roman has, and the one that Rhea will be given on Monday is a smaller version of the one that Seth has with a white strap. Okay. Sure. Why not just give it to them both at the same time so we don't have to wonder? Because one is on Raw and one is on SmackDown. Duh. <laughs> Are they but, it, but it is why they didn't do the title swap ceremony and all that kind of stupid trash. Yeah. Anyways, um, Butch defeated Baron Corbin. Or I'm sorry. You forgot I the forgot, best part, I forgot of, the this, best part of that whole segment because I'm, I'm so frustrated with this. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlotte's back and challenging Oscar for the championship. Yay! Anyways, Butch defeated Baron Corbin by a pinfall. Cameron Grimes laid out Corbin backstage. Uh, Butch actually qualified uh, for the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Corbin was distracted by Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams at ring at ringside. Yeah, because Corbin's been down on NXT. And then Corbin gets laid out by Cameron Grimes backstage. Nice. Uh, Poor Baron Corbin. Um, Pierce announced a gauntlet match between the Street Profits, Pretty Deadly, LWO, Good Brothers, and Brawling Brutes next week to determine the number one contenders for the tag titles. Okay. Now, let's get to the other part of SmackDown. The bloodline. We have Sokoa and Heyman in the ring. Jay Uso comes out and scolds Sokoa for backstabbing their older brother. Heyman intervenes and says that Jay Uso, Jay Uso was the right hand man of Reigns and is being groomed as the next tribal chief. We get some more back and forth, um, some stuff with. Um, Sammy Zayn backstage. Um, Sammy accused Reigns of being the family's greatest plague. Heyman tells Jay that he's going to be flying to Money in Bank in a private jet with Reigns. Heyman and Sokoa noticeably admitting Jimmy because Jimmy has turned. Mm-hmm. So Jay f- agrees that he's going to stay in the bloodline. Heyman's excited. And Jay asks, why are you so excited? My condition for you staying, or for me staying, is that you go. So it's going to lead to Roman picking Heyman. Of course. And and Jay, I mean, like, we're moving away from the bloodline. Yeah. That leads us to the United States Championship match. Austin Theory defeating Jay Uso after Jimmy tries to get involved and accidentally super kicks Jay instead of theory. Now I would like to quote um, the same guy I quoted last week from CBS sports. And I'm sorry, I'm going to mispronounce his name again. Uh, Shaquille Majori. Let's see where we'll find, find that, find that quote from real quick. Hmm. Theory's matches never end clean, and it's getting redundant. Yeah. 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 Theory is a terrible choice for a U.S. champion. I I mean, I try to not let my bias on how I feel about him as a person get involved there. Mm -hmm. Um, Reminder that he's been accused. Accused of some pretty heinous heinous stuff. Um. He is a bad champion. He is not believable. But after we get done talking about Rampage real quick, that's something I actually want to talk about is this this idea in wrestling recently that heels can't be dominant. Yeah. So, moving into Rampage, we kicked off with a trios match of Bandito, Pinta, and Phoenix versus Big Bill, Ethan Page, and Lee Moriarty. Now, loyal listeners, you may be saying, Ethan Page is not with them anymore. That is correct. Excalibur explains that at the beginning by saying this match was signed before Page's contract was under Matt Hardy. Sure. 
Uh, so Matt tells him to lay down and take the pin, right? You would think so. But uh, the Lucha Bros end up winning. They beat, uh, they pin Lee Moriarty. We get Powerhouse Hobbs versus uh, local competitor A. Powerhouse Hobbs, of course, wins. Renee Paquette cuts a promo or has an interview with Wardlow and Arn. Then we have the acclaimed plus daddy ass versus the Spanish announce project, which is Angelico, Luther, and Serpentico, where, of course, the acclaimed win. Isn't Luther like 112 now? <laughs> He's getting old. Like he was old when he debuted in a. Renee Paquette. Uh, cuts a or has an interview with Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh because next week there is going to be a match that is Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Karen Jarrett versus Mark Briscoe, Papa Briscoe, and Aubrey Edwards. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to give that any more time. Moving on. Um, I think I just had an aneurysm. <laughs> the main event was the women's four-way match in which Sky Blue wins. So on Dynamite, you'll see Sky Blue versus Tony Storm for the AEW women's title. Now. It'll be nice to see Sky Blue on Dynamite. Yeah, and immediately lose. Now, what I wanted to talk about there, talking about heels. We've mentioned it several times, uh, but... It seems like it's just getting worse and worse and worse where you almost can't have a heel that can be dominant by themselves. You really there there's been there's been a turn in the last I don't know 5 years or so. There for a while, when WWE was really the only game in town, they went through a phase where there weren't managers. Yeah. You know, every now and then one would pop up, um, you know, but you didn't really have managers. And so the heels had to kind of stand on their own. And you you had a, a variety of heels. You had some dominant heels. Kevin Owens as a heel. Mm-hmm. Dominant. Like, yeah. And then you had your cowardly heels. Mm-hmm. And each can work. And you can have the heels like an Austin yeah. Theory that can't win on their own. You can have that sure. scattered in there. But the problem is, is if we go back, AEW, you had Kenny Omega, who was a heel that way. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, you have Roman, who is a heel that way. Who's somehow, simultaneously, the most dominant heel that there is like, I don't understand at, how they've made Roman the work time, the way he has, but both of your top heels could not win without massive amounts of interference. Like remember Roman didn't beat Kevin clean until the, this year. The only person Roman beat clean was Jay the first time. Yeah. The second time, it wasn't clean. And from then on, every one of his feuds ended dirty. Yeah. You can have... I I, I am a fan of a chicken shit heel done correctly. That one, the coward that has to run away, that has to have fans. You know, his friends helping him. That is a great story trope. It gets to tell the overcoming the odds. It gets to tell the the rise above, you know, that kind of stuff. That's fine. I'm okay with that trope. Yeah. What I'm not okay with is when every heel on the roster, no matter the look, no matter the character, no matter what is going on with that person, that's the trope. Yeah. You know, Roman should be a dominant heel that does not need help, with the exception of very, very seldom. Yeah. 
And it's okay to have that heel who's a dominant, like Roman, barely squeak out a win against a, a competent competitor. Yeah. It's okay to have that. He can still be dominant and just barely squeaking out that win. Exactly. But when you have... I guess really the only heel that I can think of that's like that is Brock. Yeah. Brock's the only heel that does not need interference to win. No. Yeah. And like you said, it's just old. It's old. It is... Whenever you see... And and I know the, the reasoning that they're going to put forward is something to the effect of, well, yeah, but, you know, that way whenever the good guy finally overcomes it, it's going to mean that much better. No, it's not. No, because it's boring. It's boring. The, the lead up to that is boring. How many times have I come on here and asked the question of why wasn't there a fine? Why wasn't this person banned from ringside before the match even starts? Yeah. It, like you you have established that the refs have the authority on the ring. Mm-hmm. So if I'm telling a story like we have been where somebody comes and interferes, let's just we'll use the bloodline. Mm-hmm. If I'm telling a story where Solo Sokoa comes and interferes every match, Jay mm-hmm. Uso, Jimmy Uso, every match, then as the ref I am making the statement before the match. They're not allowed at ringside. They're not allowed at ringside. And if they come to ringside, regardless of whether I see it now or later, or later, you are losing this match. Furthermore, if it continues to happen, we will strip you of your title. Well, it's like I made the comment that Kevin Owens is the only wrestler that watches wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You don't, and the thing is, you know, yes, we've built these wrestling tropes for, you know, 70 years at this point, easily. The the cowardly heel, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. And and I'm okay with them. Well, however, it's, it's part however, of the reason we fell in love with wrestling. Yeah. However, can we tell a better story? Uh, your comment there. How about we tell the story of Roman Reigns constantly being, having to have the bloodline? And you have Jimmy and Jay and Solo getting involved to the point where Pierce finally says, Roman, any of your bloodline family gets involved in your match at any point, you will be stripped of the title and not be allowed to challenge for it again. Yeah. And then you have Roman go out there and... He's in a bind. And then you have Jay and Jimmy come running down like they're going to get involved. And Roman's screaming at them, go away. And then Roman ends up winning. Mm -hmm. Because he does, right? Then you can have Roman further into that, that, why did y'all come down to my ring? Why did you almost cost me my title that means more to me than anything on this planet? You can even have, you know, say you have Jimmy and Jay running down and you have Solo chasing them, trying to pull them back, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Or you have, when you're ready to finally take the belt off of Roman, you have that stipulation and they come down and get involved and it costs Roman the belt through, not because he lost, but because of that. You could have something like that happen or Roman loses the belt legit. And then he says, look, I had this belt for so long, I demand a rematch. He demands the rematch, and the rematch has that stipulation. I'd be fine with that. And then Jimmy and Jay come down and get involved, and it costs Roman the match at the rematch. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of stories that you could take with that. But every single week, having the same ending... And we've given AEW plenty of this criticism. I mean, you, you want to turn to AEW this week. Yeah. You had it in the main event at AEW with mm-hmm. Ricky Sarks versus yeah. Jay White. They were banned from ringside, yet there was involvement of the gun club. Yeah, the gun club get involved. Ha-ha, swear, you know. One, nobody cares about the gun club. You want to make the gun club popular? Change their name to the Ass Boys yeah. and have them... I mean, you know, just have them I, I think, chew into I that think gimmick. Popular is a bit strong, sir. 
No, I think that that would get them over. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think they you can put them, get over. You put them with Dan Housen, and you have them just buy into the ass boys. I don't even know if Dan Housen is you, strong enough I've, to put them over. I'm telling you, you put them with Dan Housen. I'm not saying that they're main event. I'm not saying, but they are solid mid cards. You put them with Dan Housen, they're going to be over at the mid card level. Maybe. Maybe. I think that's going to be one of those things that we're just going to have yeah, to disagree on. <laughs> you're asking me to take a lot there, sir. Uh, that's what she said. Nah, uh, um, but yeah, it's just getting so annoying seeing the same endings to the same matches. Yeah. And now it's and and it's infecting AEW. It's always been in WWE. It feels like you can you can see the match at least. And maybe this is just the fact that we've been watching wrestling for so long. We're getting old. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I don't remember 20 years ago really being able to look at a match and then immediately going, oh, that guy's going to win. There I, were matches like that. Don't get me wrong. There I think, were I think that is due that to our way. age. I think it is due to our age. It's it's And it's also due to... Seeing the same thing for 20 plus years? Seeing the same thing for 20 years. But it's also due to us being as involved in the backstage as we are. I guess so, maybe. If we if we stepped away from constantly like, trying to look backstage, which you really can't if you follow any wrestling at all, whether it's it's on Reddit, it's yeah, you on can. you know Well, you know. But I say that because like I know when I was younger, you know, that, that late teens, early twenties, if DX got in the ring, they were gonna win. Yeah. You know. But it felt like there were matches. There were. It felt like there was a higher percentage, I guess, of matches that either didn't turn out the way you expected them to, or you didn't know how it would turn out. You yeah. were looking at it, going, "This is a toss-up." Versus now, where you know AEW announces this is going to be the the the. Uh, uh, matches for dynamite next week and it's like this one's gonna win 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 and really you can go back and say at some point this one's gonna get involved this one's gonna get involved this one's gonna get involved this one's gonna do this which is gonna call you can you can almost call the match before the match even happens yeah no and a lot of times i do that to to the detriment of like i'll be sitting there with caitlin and there's times that she joins me in watching wrestling she doesn't really get she doesn't get it and I completely understand that. Sure. Like, it's not for everybody. But I will sit there and sometimes I'll mention, oh, yeah, this person's going to win. Or she'll ask, don't you want to watch this match? I said, no, I've seen this. Yeah, a million it, times. It, and the, I, I will tell her exactly what's going to happen. She'll sit there and watch it. And then she'll, how do you do that? And I said, I've seen it. You've it, seen this match <laughs> a million times. Yeah, it, it just... But yet, at the same time, we complain mm-hmm. when it doesn't go that way. Case in point, Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, because everybody knew Cody Rhodes was going to win. If you go back to, to Men in Black, the original Men in Black, when he's first introducing Will Smith's character to, uh, to the aliens, and they're sitting down on that bench. You know, everybody knew the earth was round or the earth was flat. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew this. Yesterday, you knew you were alone in the universe. Yep. Yesterday, we knew Cody Rhodes was going to win at WrestleMania. Cool. Imagine what we'll know right. tomorrow. Like, <laughs> we complain. Yeah. But that's what we do. Yeah. But also sitting back and taking some time from it while I think that Cody should have won. Mm-hmm. I, I still think Cody should have won. It was something nobody expected. It was something nobody expected, but I would argue that just because something isn't expected doesn't make it good. And, and I'm not saying that. Right. I'm like, not I'm definitely not saying that. Like I, like, I, I yes. even preference the yeah, statement yeah. as and, and, Cody right, should have right, won. Right. But on what I'm and what I'm getting there is, you know, Yes, everybody knew that Cody would win. And I know we just spent 10 minutes talking about how, you know, we want to be shocked again in wrestling. The thing is, there are 
definitive story beats in wrestling that have been around forever. Subverting those beats like happened at Mania was a terrible idea. Be And I say that because the good guy is supposed to overcome. Right? Yeah. Look back at when Hogan would win the belt, when Stone Cold would win the belt, when Face Rock would win the belt, when Mankind won the belt. The good guy overcame. Mm-hmm. That should have happened at Mania. Cody Absolutely. should have overcome. Now, give Cody the belt. Treat him like Stone Cold if you want to. Let him keep the belt for a month and a half, two months, and then he loses it back to Roman. But here's the thing. That was the most, hands down, the most popular time in professional wrestling, and Stone Cold is arguably yeah. the most popular professional wrestling sports professional wrestler sports entertainer I'll, I'll yeah. give you that the most popular sports entertainer of all time mm-hmm. for that four year however yeah, long period it was because the storyline was never stone cold had the belt it was stone cold chasing the belt getting it then getting screwed out of it within a couple of months yeah. dropping it and then having to chase it again yeah and there was always, it wasn't Stone Cold loses to The Rock. Mm-hmm. The Rock, you know, Stone yeah. Cold comes back and beats The Rock. It was Stone Cold beats The Rock for the belt. It's the belt. Stone then Cold gets to screwed Triple to Triple H because of this. Yeah. Um, then he climbs up and beats Triple H. Then loses to Undertaker. Then, you know... You had that story. The story was Stone Cold achieving the belt and then getting screwed by Vince. Yeah. Mania was the perfect opportunity to do a remaster, as it were, on that storyline. Cody beats Roman. Right? Yeah. Then you you can tell the story of the dissolution of the bloodline at that point because the belt's not necessary. Bloodline falls apart. Cody has belt. Cody holds the belt for a month and a half and then loses it to Brock. Then Cody has to overcome that mountain, and he gets the belt back from Brock. Cool. Then he loses it to, just for a name, Baron Corbin. Yeah. (laughs) Not going to happen, but (laughs) he loses it to Baron Corbin, and then he has to chase it again. Tell that story. That was one of the best stories in wrestling. And and at that time, we spun out in that time period. You had several legitimate world title contenders. It felt like everybody was a top guy. Everybody. Because, you know, you didn't know who were were they going to face. Well, it wasn't. They weren't having to try to manufacture a... Uh, a, a challenger overnight. Yeah. Because, yeah, Stone Cold and The Rock were feuding for that title at this point. But Triple H was in main event level matches. Mm-hmm. Undertaker was in main event matches. Kurt Angle was in main event matches. Edge was in main... You know, you had a a very healthy top card. You, you had Mankind, you know, Mick Foley... Circling that, you know, yeah, and you had could like, he stayed up there? No, but could he well, dip in for you, you know, nice stories and, and titles? You yeah. had like four or five top guy faces, and you had like four or five top guy heels, and they were all kept very strong so that all of them felt believable. Mm-hmm. You didn't have it like it is today, where you basically have. A top guy heel, a top guy face, the heel beats the face, and the face falls into the mid-card where they lose to mid-carders, like Drew. Yeah. And then end up off TV for a year. Yeah. I don't find anything believable about that. We have talked about it 
on this show with Roman, who can he fight? They have done nothing to elevate anybody to fight him or keep somebody elevated to the point where it's like he is believable. The only person that they've elevated to fight Roman, and actually it's two, because a year ago, if you had told me Cody Rhodes was going to face right. Roman, and I would, I would be, have said no. I would have said no. So Cody Rhodes, but the only person who they actively elevated was Jay. Really? Jay at the beginning, yeah. Sammy. Sammy, yeah. So, so we'll say yeah. we're up to three now. So we're up to three. But they immediately pulled Jay back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, Sammy is still kind of there, but now he's out of the title picture. He's out of the title picture. And he's nobody's thinking thing. about him. Yeah. And that's fine. Sure. That's fine. Because, one, Sammy so, proved to everybody, and—, and if Vince McMahon doesn't think that Sammy has main event potential, then he's so, not paying attention. So who's Roman's current challenger? Jimmy. That's the only that's the only person that can even be remotely considered at this point, and I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't I didn't believe Jay would beat him. I don't believe Jimmy would beat him because they have done absolutely nothing. Yeah. To make me think that Jimmy could beat him. Period. Yeah. In other words, what I'm saying is boo wrestling. (laughs) But here's... If they were to elevate Jay right now, Mm -hmm. and if this is where this is going, one, it would be amazing. Two, Jay as a person doesn't deserve it. Because of the drunk driving. Right. But I would buy a J elevation. Mm-hmm. I would buy J after three years of being under Roman. Snapping. Taking out Solo. Yep. Because that's the path. That is the path. J has to turn on Roman. Take out Solo. And then at a pay-per-view, Jay has to convincingly beat Roman. Yeah. And if that happens, I'll cheer for it. Yeah. I because don't see it the, the, the story is there. Yeah. Regardless, of, like, like I said, you know, I threw some shade on, on Jay just then because of his drunk driving history. Yeah. Jay and Jimmy both have history yeah, with that. Sure. They, it's just not going to happen. You know, but it's just not going to happen. So, it's just not going to happen. Our most likely version of events mm-hmm. is Cody beats Roman at WrestleMania next year because they're already yeah, talking about that. Be. And feel, my God, I, I don't want to see Roman Cody's, with that title that long. I feel Cody's probably going to win uh, Rumble again. Make it a back-to-back. Put him in the category <laughs> with like Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels type thing. And then... He finishes the story at WrestleMania 40. Yeah. Uh, so, I just saw something pop through. We, we mentioned it earlier about Charlotte and coming back for the belt. And I really think this hits it perfectly. Charlotte is talented. But, my issue with her is that she cannot survive without a title. Becky, Sasha, and Bailey have all proved that they could be stars without it whereas Charlotte just disappears off TV when she loses her title because she has no gimmick without it. And you know what? I cannot argue with that at all. Yeah. We were talking before we came on. You you and I were talking about mm-hmm. Charlotte coming back in. And, and it's undeniable that Charlotte is talented in the ring. Yep. If you say that she's not... You're hating on her to hate on her. Mm-hmm. She has talent. She is good. She's arguably even great. I don't need to see her in the title picture. That is an awful misuse of her time. It's it's the exact opposite thing with Roman right now. Because the title is not on Charlotte, you can use her mm-hmm. to elevate people to the title realm. So you have 
you have a Shotzi Blackheart beat Charlotte. And that says, oh. Right. Oh, she beat Charlotte. And then she can go to Asuka and be like, I'm next in line. Mm-hmm. Why they refuse to do that? I because Charlotte know. Flair. I don't get it. Me either. I, I don't get it. Like, I can't imagine, and I, I haven't looked this up. I'm speaking completely out of, out of pocket. I can't imagine that Charlotte's merch sales are that great. None sure of her are. merch, none of her merch. I, I can't even tell you what any of her merch looks like. Yep. Uh, you know. But her last name is Flair, so she has to be the draw. But she doesn't. I mean, look. And here's back, the thing. Here's the back. thing. Because of how they've treated Charlotte, she is a draw regardless of if she has the I championship. I to think back four years now, maybe five years at this point, when we were going to see the man Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey when mm-hmm. people still gave a damn about Ronda Rousey as a main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. And how stoked everyone was about that match. It was going to be amazing. And then they stuck Charlotte in it, and that match was not great. Mm. Charlotte ruined that match. Yeah. Even with as good as she is in the ring, Charlotte ruined that match. Not from any botches or any fault of her own. Just her presence involved. Her presence ruined that match. Absolutely. So, speaking of things that won't ruin stuff. There's one other sad thing that we need to discuss. Okay. We neglected to mention this last week, and and that is on us. While we were on our vacation, Mm -hmm. uh, we did lose another legend in professional wrestling. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, superstar Billy Graham yes passed away and and we we neglected yep. to mention that we neglected it and I, and I wanted to to correct that because even though he's had some very bad takes mm-hmm. recently in in professional wrestling he still is a legend he of the business yep. he inspired Hulk Hogan you you go yep. you look at su- pictures of superstar Billy Graham and tell me that Hogan didn't say that's what I want to be that's what I want to be exactly um so we we did lose you know, we, we want to offer our condolences to the family and friends of superstar Billy Graham. How dare you ruin my uh, my ad pivot with such awful downer note stuff? I had to. We we needed to correct. We we needed we we talk about everybody when they pass true. away. We Very we true. offer our condolences. We did, and that was one that we missed. Uh, yeah. There was no malice there. There was we just were a lot to talk about. And we, we, yep. we neglected to mention it. So now, so anyway, Mr. Downer, <laughs> if you need something to kind of raise your spirits after that, come to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi, where they have all of the games that you might want to play. Do you like D&D? Are you interested in getting involved in D&D? Well, guess what, guys? They have all of the books here for you. And if they don't have one, I'm sure they can get it for you. If you don't know how to play, come up on a Wednesday. There's groups every Wednesday night. I think they run the Adventure League on Wednesdays. And there's somebody's going to be there to sit down and teach it to you. And that goes for if you're into card games like Pokemon or Magic the Gathering. There's days that you can come up here and, and do for that. If you just want to learn how to play a board game, they've got an entire shelf of free games that you can walk over, select the game you want. And somebody here... We'll sit down and play it with you. And if you don't know how to play it, they'll teach it to you. Yep. Um, also, while you're in town, go buy Big Dog Liquor. Grab Speaking yourself. of raising your spirits. Ah, <laughs> see, I see what you did there. Go buy Big Dog Liquor and get yourself something to drink. Um, they have all the spirits you can think of, you know, your main ones, plus a huge wine selection. They do wine sales every month. So, hey, if your favorite's, you know, barefoot, when it's on sale... Go stock up. Mm-hmm. Not only that, he gives a discount on, on case orders. So if you are a wine drinker, <laughs> you can get a bit of a discount. Also, if you're a senior citizen, 
or your your military, you can go get you those, those discounts too. And on Wednesdays, you can actually stack those two. So that's even better. Um, so you've listened to us. You've gone to McNarb. You've got yourself a, a board game. You've gone down to Big Dog. You've got yourself a bottle of not Hirsch uh, whiskey. <laughs> Not Hirsch, not Dipple Pinch, not, uh, not Canadian Hunter. The, the Sexton. The Sexton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's, we can give you a list of several not to pick up. You should give our buddies at Travelers on the Omnibus a listen. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture where they talk about just about anything and everything that has a, a related uh, pin mm-hmm. to either of those things. Uh, last week, they did... A D and D playthrough, I think. Is that what it was? No, 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 no. Week D and D playthrough was the week before that. What did they? Oh, um. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. They watched a movie. Yes, the Phantom of the Paradise. <laughs> oh my God, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Go watch the well, movie and then go listen to their review of it because Jesus Christ. Well, and. If horror movies are your thing, not horrible movies, horror movies yeah. are your thing, then check out one of the travelers, Jody. He has his own podcast. Uh, 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 sorry, Jody. <laughs> Jody has his own podcast uh, talking about his relationship with the horror genre and all things to do with that, as well as releasing some experimental music. So check out Jody's podcast, Fearology. And then once you're done with those and... You know, you're still in that movie itch. Give our buddies at Silence Yourself on a listen to. They talk about more modern movies, bingeable TV shows on Netflix, uh, and just discuss the the pros and cons of them. They do a podcast. They also do a live show on YouTube. Uh, when they record it, I think it is on Wednesday or Thursday now. You can so, tell we listen to it. We don't yeah, watch we it. We listen to it, don't <laughs> watch it, because uh, honestly, I don't want to look at their ugly mugs. Hey. Uh, but... I, I feel like with that said, we're going to go ahead and call it here. Yep. We may be back next week. We'll probably be back We'll probably next be back next week because for some reason we, we... We're gluttons for punishment. Are, yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. Yep. So, so, anyway. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.